It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood, and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar soccer fans. Welcome Pitchside inside Ellis Field on the campus of Texas A&M University in College Station, Texas, for the Cougars' first ever visit to this wonderful venue for a first ever regular season meeting with the Aggies, the nation's ninth-ranked team, and a program that has never, ever had a losing record in any of its preceding 25 seasons. Truly, Texas A&M, one of the premier programs in all of college soccer. What a great challenge for this BYU team trying to stay unbeaten on the season after a win and a draw in two games last weekend, both on the road. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel, former BYU scoring standout Elena Medeiros is alongside with match analysis. And Elena, from your playing days, you are well acquainted with how Coach Jen Rockwood tests her team in the non-conference portion of the schedule. She lines up big names all the time, and she puts her team on the road early and often, and a great way to toughen up for league play. And, of course, it's crucial in building what the BYU hopes uh, is a solid postseason resume. Absolutely. That's one thing I think Jen's really good at is she's good at putting those big names early on in the season to truly test your team. You always start off at the beginning of the season and the end of, in the back of your head you're always thinking about that NCAA tournament and trying to get there. And one of the ways that you do that is by building your resume at the beginning, trying to get those RPI points to get people really looking at you and showing the that you deserve to be out there on the field. So I think Jen always does a great job at scheduling those tough schedules. In order to be the best, you got to compete with the best, and she's really good at helping your teams do that. And one of the best on tap tonight, number nine, Texas A&M. They're off to a 2-0 start to the year. Coming up after this break, we'll hear from BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood as BYU women's soccer coverage continues live from College Station, Texas, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Ellis Field in College Station, Texas for BYU and Texas A&M. It's the Aggies' home opener and a huge crowd expected as thousands of incoming freshmen are expected to uh, battle for seats in this beautiful venue which seats 3,500 and has drawn crowds uh, much larger than that over the years. Indeed, three of the top ten all-time NCAA single-game attendance marks have been set right here in this venue for BYU head coach Jen Rockwood. It's a first-ever visit to Texas A&M in the regular season and a meeting with legendary coach G. Guerreri from the other side in our pre-match interview brought to you by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. I talked with Jen about what should be a special night of soccer here in South Texas. That is the plan, Greg. We love. I love this place. I don't. None of the girls have played here, but we've had a, a great um, time here in the past. We used to come out here in the spring seasons and play, uh, and then we played an NCAA tournament game out here. It's one of my favorite places. I'm really excited to be here and and play a, a program like A and M. You know, G's done an amazing job here, and we told the girls it's one of the best venues to play in the country against one of the best programs in the country, and so that's why we came here. How long has it maybe been in the works for you and Coach Guerrero to get together and finally get a regular season game set up? You know, we've always talked about it, and it just hasn't worked out. But a couple years ago, we, we kind of put it all together. So, um, you know, maybe it's something we can do in the future as well. But A&M will be coming back to Southfield next year. So, you know, it's a great home-and-home home for us. Last game you played against Nebraska was against a coach who started his program from the start. He's in his 25th year. You're in your 24th. And then the very next game, you get Coach Guerrero. He's one year deeper into it. This is his 26th season. And, again, he started A&M from the start, just like you. So this is a really unique setup in back-to-back games that way. 
Yeah, it is. And, you know, as we look at scheduling down the road, we, we like to come to these places, um, you know, when they when they have great programs and, and great um, traditions traditions here. Yeah. yeah, it's because of their coaches. And, and so John and G and, you know, next week we get to play Stanford yeah. with Paul. So, um, you know, we, we want to see how good we are. And so we've challenged ourselves. I feel like we've played a tough you know, schedule the preseason, go out and play UCLA and Fullerton and uh, Nebraska to kind of set us up for such a, a great opponent this weekend. And hopefully that pays off for us. That we've, we've played against some really good teams and, and we've kind of weathered some storms and, and have broken through and we'll see what happens tonight. So Ellis Field has hosted three of the top ten all-time single-game crowds in NCAA history, and I looked at it, and all of the three were like late August dates, meaning usually first weekend of school, freshmen in, and we're right in that area right now. So we expect a massive crowd tonight, I think. Yeah, I mean, we hope so. I mean, we, when we talked about which weekend to come, you know, this was the weekend we knew that situation would arise, and we just want to put the girls in the best college environment we can, and that's with a, a great fan base that A&M always gets. They've got 12th man written all over campus, so we know they get a lot of support, and uh, we want to play in a lot of front uh, in front of a lot of great fans, and, and um, you know compete at the highest level. What do you like about what you've seen from your team through two matches, and what do you want to see taken up a level tonight here against AM? Um, I think we've seen some good resiliency. I mean, things didn't go our way a few times, and, and instead of kind of folding things up and feeling bad, they they continued to battle. It was quite a battle. Uh, to get the win at Fullerton, and it was even a tougher battle to get back the two goals, and we went down to, to Nebraska. So I just love the fight and the energy that these girls have. I think they're really excited to get another chance to go out. We got off to a really slow start in our last game, and we know A&M is going to be ramped up. It's their first home game. There's going to be a lot of fans here. They have a lot of high expectations. They're ranked in the top ten. All those things are going for us, and we, we hope, hope to put a damper on things for them tonight. I know Elise was a projected starter maybe before the season began. You're kind of easing her way back in. How close is she to getting back into your starting maybe yeah I think she's really close um you know she she got some minutes uh, we didn't think she was going to be able to play these first two games because of her knee but uh it's uh she's handled it well and we got her more minutes in Nebraska and hopefully get her some more minutes tonight okay how do you plan to handle the keeper situation as you've done through two matches do you think yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we're leaning towards. Um, I was really impressed with Cass. She she did a great job in the second half. We were under a lot of pressure. We gave up a lot of corner kicks, and her height and her size and her presence and her distribution, I think, made a real big difference. She'll be starting in goal for us today, uh, and so excited. Okay, how do you? Uh, how important do you think just the first few minutes of tonight's match are? It's a long game, of course, mm-hmm. but just off the start, what do you really need to see and want to see from your team? Uh, we just talked about energy. It's something that's always a key factor in, in how we play and how we prepare and. You know, uh, Nebraska did to us what we like to do at opponents last game. So we saw how uncomfortable it is right from the beginning, and and that's what we want to do. So those first five to ten minutes are extremely important. Uh, I'm sure they're important to A&M. And I told the girls, you know, on the road, you got to come and at least match the intensity of the home team and do whatever you can to exceed it. A&M's one of 27 teams nationally that's played two games without allowing a goal. It's a seven-nothing scoreline in their favor. Uh, what do they show you? What do they do well? And uh, what do you need to uh, maybe try and stop tonight? Well, of course, they're always great individual players, um, great attacking players. They have some great target players up top. Uh, you know, they've played a lot of offense so far, even in their exhibition games. I think they've scored 17 goals in the last four games and have given up nothing. So we hope to, ex- to uh, make them play more defense. They haven't had to play really any defense. Uh, they've been able to attack. A lot of teams have set back on them. We hope to come and put a little bit more pressure on their back three, uh, make them a little bit more uncomfortable. And like I said, we want to play a lot more offense against them than they're used to seeing. So that will be our game plan. It's hot. It's humid. We expect a steamy night here in South Texas. Excited for it. Thanks.
All right, that is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Coming up next, our pre-match coverage continues, including a conversation with junior center back Danica Sarasio. You are tuned in to BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from Ellis Field on the Texas A&M campus here in College Station, Texas. It's sizzling and sunny. 7.30 p.m. local kick, but still very warm after highs around 100 the last couple of days. of BYU on the road for a third straight game to open the season. Texas A&M staging their home opener after winning two games in Hawaii last weekend. They outscored Hawaii and LMU by a combined 7-0 scoreline. I'm Greg Grubel, joined by former BYU women's soccer star Elena Medeiros. Great to have you with us on the new skin BYU Sports Network tonight on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 on satellite, ESPN 960 AM in Utah County, and BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com slash live radio, ESPN 960sports.com, as well as all the various apps, the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, or the ESPN 960 app. Lots of ways to listen now through two games. Mixed results for BYU one week ago tonight at Cal State Fullerton. The Cougars dominated the stat sheet but had to scratch out an overtime win on a Maddie Gates penalty kick. Then three days later in Lincoln, Nebraska had BYU on the back foot for most of the night, but the Cougs scrambled late to earn a two-all draw. Elena, it was a lesson learned in Lincoln. Lesson being, you'd better be ready to go from the get-go. Nebraska had more energy and summoned more threat from the start. BYU had a tough time adjusting, and Texas A&M, they're a better collection than the Cornhuskers, it's, so it's go time. And you know the Aggies will be fired up for their home opener. Yes, we know the Aggies are ready to go. It's funny that I remember when we played Nebraska my senior season, we kind of had a similar issue, and they came out hard, and I remember they handed us our first loss of the season. And I remember Jen kept that ball from that game, and she kind of used it as a reminder in the office that we always got to be on our toes, ready every single game and be prepared. So I know one of the reasons that you play hard teams during the season is, is so that you learn those lessons early on. By the time it comes conference or postseason, you're prepared. You learn those lessons early on, and I think the team here learned that lesson. As far as Texas A&M coming in, it's not every day you get to play a top-10 team, and I think the girls are really excited to go out there and play. Let's go back to your Nebraska experience for a moment. You guys bounced back from that loss, which was a home game, by the way. You went to the defending national champions back east at Penn State and won that game. And this is the bounce-back game tonight uh, that you guys had a couple years ago. Now, BYU had a draw against Nebraska, not a loss, but they're looking to bounce back with more energy here tonight at College Station. Time now to go one-on-one in our pre-match player interview. And tonight, it's a conversation with junior center back Danica Serracio, who reflects back on Monday's effort at Nebraska and what has to be uh, taken from that match in preparation for a better effort at Texas A&M. I think just being able to adapt. We had our set way of playing that we were prepared to do, and then they weren't giving that to us, and we kind of kept trying to force it, but we just need to like read the game and adjust because we're capable of doing that. I think we are just so headstrong about doing what we prepared for, but we just need to be a little more, more flexible in our play. Okay. How important is energy from the get-go at a, at a, in a game like tonight at a venue like this? Oh, so important. I think it, it can make or break the game. I think if we take the energy from the crowd, even though they may not be uh, cheering for us, I think that'll give us a big boost. And if we let it tear us down, then it's going to be hard to come back from that. Like you just said, whether or not the crowd is cheering for you or not, it's going to be a packed house, first weekend of school, home opener against the top 10 team. What more do you want? 
nothing. I think it's great, especially on the road. I mean, we're used to this kind of crowd at home, um, but I think we'll get a little taste of what other people experience when they come play us at home. So I think it'll be really good just to have a big crowd, give us some energy. Okay. How would you assess the teams, yeah, your team's defensive play through a couple of games? Um, I think we're learning every game. I think we're, I mean, we're doing really well right now, but I think we're capable of even more, and I think we're just going to keep getting better and better every game. Okay. Uh, with uh, you and Alyssa uh, playing center back, the importance of chemistry and how well you think that's come along through uh, just the early part of the season? Um, I think it's come along great. I mean, I played I played with her my freshman year. I was center back. She was outside back. Um, being two center backs, it's a little bit of a different dynamic. But I think, um, you know, we both have different strengths and we play off of those well with each other. Um, she, she helps me out. I help her out. I think it's really great. I enjoy playing with her. What do you like about the attack you see developing in front of you further up the pitch? I think it's great. I think it's maybe something we didn't quite have uh, in the past um, and I think we just have great 1v1 players we have great individual players but we they also have really great chemistry um, and I think once they get going it's really hard to stop at this stage of your career how would you assess your own play right now <laughs> um it's all right I we got a big season ahead of us so I think I'm just trying to keep growing my confidence um it's 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 okay right now, but just as we get more and more games under our belt, I think we all will just keep getting more and more confident. What makes a player like you increase in confidence? Um, I think just more games, more shutouts, more time on the ball. Um, I think just the more we play, kind of getting back into that fall season, I think takes a little bit to adjust, and I think we're doing really well. Okay. You're going to be coming home next week to take on the number one team in the country. The fact that you've gone on the road for back-to-back-to-back games to start, how much do you think that will toughen up the team and get you ready for a challenge like you'll see when you come back home next week? Oh, I think we could not have prepared better, Um, especially like playing at home. We're going to have our crowd cheering uh, for us, and I think Sanford's not going to be ready for that. Uh, I think we're going to be more prepared than they think. Okay. How do you like the uh, heat and humidity of South Texas here? Um, well, it makes me kind of think of California a little bit, so I feel a little at home. Um, but, yeah, definitely a lot more sweaty than we're used to. <laughs> what do you expect from A&M tonight as a team? They're going to come at us. They've been scoring a lot of goals. Um, I think if our defense shuts that down from the get-go, I think they're going to be a little flustered. Okay. How's this team coming together in terms of bonding and chemistry? Been on the road a lot here in the first couple of weeks. How does it feel? Oh, great. I don't think I've, – I've never been on a team – Anyway, that's this close, especially this fast. I think we're just getting closer and closer, and I don't think there's another team in the country that has the chemistry we have. All right, good luck against Texas A&M. All right, thank you. All right, that is BYU junior defender Danica Serracio. Cougar pre-match live continues live from College Station, Texas, right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar pre-match live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Ellis Field in College Station, Texas. What a great environment. It's already almost a full house here. 15 minutes before kick at the home of the Aggies. Number nine Aggies home to BYU tonight. And uh, what a great vibe already. It's 1-0-1 BYU at 2-0 Texas A&M. The Aggies simply dominant in earning back-to-back wins last weekend outside of Honolulu. They have one of the top players in the country in forward Ali Watt. He's a Herman Trophy watch list participant and uh, one of the nation's top coaches in G. Guerreri. Now in his 26th season here in College Station, he and Jen Rockwood have combined for more than 800 wins. And those kinds of matchups don't come around every day. As I talked about with Coach G when we chatted a short time ago, as you'll hear, he has a lot of respect for the head coach of the Cougars and her program. And we've been friends for a long time. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's been friends, friends from afar, but, uh, you know, 
we've been I've been an admirer of what she's done with the program. You know, I think our programs actually have a lot in common. Um, both of them play in front of gigantic crowds. Yeah. Uh, you know, both are, uh, are you know, we, we target uh, families. And, uh, you know, you'll see tonight what, what our audience is like. Um, there'll be a lot of students here, but there's not going to be any bad language. It'll be, uh, it's, a, it's a very respectful team that will be supporting us. Um, but they won't be nasty to anybody else. Uh, they'll be they'll be, they'll have some fun that's for sure but um and i from what i understand you know the uh it's a it's a special model there in provo which we'll come back to play in next year when when uh, when we set the game up we we're like you know we probably could add up the uh attendances between these two games and uh no one will no one will match it you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of respect that we have for for what she does she does things the right way and uh you know we're we're excited that they're here. You know it, we used to play in the spring before the NCAA decided that women's soccer was a reason schools were losing money, you know, which I laugh at because you could travel back then in the spring, right? You could yeah. so um, you know so the snowbirds would come to us. Um, so teams that wanted to get out of the cold could come here. You know it gets it drops down to like fifty here. So uh, the springtime is a, is a great time to play. So we would have them. We'd have the Utes. You know Michigan came down. Purdue came down. It was pretty. Uh, it was great. Explain what uh, what a fish camp crowd is for those in Utah that don't know what that's all about. Well, fish camp is uh, is an orientation run by the students. Obviously, it's overseen by the uh, by the uh, the university. But A and M is a is a unique place. Um, it's a uh, it's very uh, blue collar in its background. You know, fighting farmers. Um, it is a very conservative town. Uh, you know, us and University of Texas are about opposite ends of the spectrum politically. Um, in in the way that we were developed. Now, our school, since we've gone into the SEC, um, A&M now has passed Texas really in every way. I never, growing up in Texas, I never thought that we would be larger than than they are, but we are now significantly. But but sorry, the fish camp is, freshmen were fish, and so they're, they're referred to as fish, and so you would go to fish camp, which was an indoctrination of three, basically a three-day, two-night camp that you learn the traditions, the history, a lot of networking amongst the freshmen, and then their first uh, event that they get to come and be a part of the Twelfth Man is tonight. It's tonight's game. Yeah. So school starts on Monday, yeah. and so this is their first chance to really just unleash all, all, uh, all the spirit they can. All right. As to your team now, a couple of years ago BYU went to play the tournament you guys did in Hawaii mm-hmm. uh, this past uh, week or so, and and you got two nice wins and a seven zero score line, and I know you're probably pretty pleased with how you guys have responded to open the year. I was I was I was most pleased with the way that the that the players handled the event. I mean, it was it's a business trip, but I mean, you know, wink wink you're going to Hawaii. Right. So, uh they were very good about uh knowing when to to turn on the fun and and enjoy themselves, you know, in paradise, but they also were very good as far as when to turn on the business. And uh you know, in both games, I mean, it was pretty overwhelming uh you know performances. Now we know that tonight is a, a pretty good uptick in uh, in the level of competition. So, but it was a good start I mean, against Hawaii. Hawaii packed it in, and so we had to really show a lot of poise and patience. And after the first five minutes of frantic, then it got to be um, a pretty impressive uh, result by our girls. I think we probably had about eighty five percent possession. You went on the road for a couple of games in Hawaii. BYU's been on the road for their first first two games at Fullerton and at Nebraska. What do you expect out of Gen side tonight? Well we expect them to be you know who they typically are. They're very good athletes. Um, they have a they believe in what they're doing. Um, there's going to be you know a breakout mentality that when they when they can get the ball forward we we expect them to uh, to break forward. They've scored some great goals, you know um, you know the 
the the ability to score from distance, the ability to uh, you know to play in possession, have great individual goals is there. But you know we we see the way that they attack. They attack in numbers, and uh, so it'll be interesting because um, I would expect a pretty wide open game. Um, you know we we pride ourselves on making the game exciting, and sometimes it means other teams get chances. And uh, you know we're definitely not. Um, we're, we're very different than than what they would have seen in Nebraska last week. Uh, we're not quite as uh, as physical as that, but we are very athletic. We focus a lot on the idea that if we have the ball, the other team can't score. And uh, so you'll see you'll see that personality from our players. We have some exciting kids on on the team. Well, it's great when styles match up, and it appears to be one of those matches where we could see two teams that really want to get after it and play some wide open soccer. It should be, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a good night all the way around. A little warm, maybe for the uh, folks from Provo, but it, it'll be uh, when the sun goes down, it becomes it becomes a lot more bearable. Understood, Coach Guerrero. So much appreciation for you taking the time. Best of luck, and we're glad to be finally down here. All the best to you guys. Enjoy your enjoy your stay in Texas. All right, that is Texas A&M head coach G. Guerreri. Time now for tonight's Wilner and O'Reilly Laws of the Game feature brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly, immigration solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. And here's tonight's rules question. An attacker in an offside position receives the ball from a misplayed clearance by a defender. Should the attacker be penalized for offside? The answer is coming up next, as well as tonight's starting lineups and the opening kick, as Cougar pre-match live continues in a moment, live from College Station, Texas, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar pre-match live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so we are back at College Station, Texas, Ellis Field, BYU, and Texas A&M straight ahead. Starting lineups coming up. First up, the answer in this evening's soccer rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. And here's tonight's rules scenario. An attacker in an offside position receives the ball from a misplayed clearance by a defender. Should the attacker be penalized for offside? And the answer, according to rule 11.3, no. Even though the attacker is in an offside position and gained an advantage from being in that position, she's not offside as the ball was last played by a defender in a deliberate manner. That's Laws of the Game, brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly. And this is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 